0: The last thing you want is for something to go wrong with your plumbing, but it happens a lot. And the last thing you want when there's water spraying all over your kitchen or your toilet is overflowing is looking up reviews on which plumber you should call. So let me save you some time. Call The Art of Plumbing. They're always on time. They can locate the problem and fix it right away. They even help with solutions to stop any future problems. Save time. Call The Art of Plumbing today. 5419519405 951
1: change with broken strings and worn-out souls. Years of gold and some with wings. Some are old, some are Welcome into other people's shoes. I, of course, am your host Neil Matthews. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I'm excited because you know it. One, it's show day, so it's always exciting on show day. But how about this? Listen to this bio, if you will. So, so hang with me. He's an award-winning filmmaker, novelist, impromptu comedian, and he's the host of Truce Podcast. We're going to get to that momentarily. He is also an author of the novel uh, Cradle Robber, a book for tweens. So I'm in that category. I have one of those uh, called How to Survive a Money-Making Summer and a writer, director, producer. Did you get that? Writer, producer, (laughs) director. All those in one uh, of films uh, such as Bringing Up Bobby and Between the Walls. Uh, He's also available for public speaking events. So if you got one of those coming up, this guy might be a a good – candidate for that and also uh church conferences and uh churches as well help me welcome in my guest uh chris uh S- chris how are you I, I I always butcher last names so I try to leave those out but but go ahead and give the last name if you don't mind.
0: It's Scarin. T A R O N. Like you're staring at something.
1: Got it. See my hooked on yeah. phonics day apparently did not work out so well. So
0: well no it's phonetic. <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> I don't know why. Should we start on? Uh, I have a lot of people call me Starton or Stanton. Um, I don't know why. Yeah. It's it's not the easiest last name.
1: I'm pretty fortunate. I have an easy last name, Matthews. Pretty easy. You know, I always, nice. uh, I always say Dave Matthews. Most people know that guy. I was like, yeah, that's my uncle. That's what I said in high school. But uh, nowadays, ah. you know, I guess he's not as cool as he used to be. So I, I actually right. now say at work quite often, I'll say, uh, Neil, like Neil Diamond, the singer. And most people like, Oh, I love Neil Diamond. So sometimes I'll mess with people and be like, yeah, it's actually pronounced diamond when I give my last name (laughs) and they're, they kind of like have this like puzzled, like look or, you know, kind of awkward silence. Like I, I don't understand that. And so anyway, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Are you familiar with, with the
0: movie, What About Bob? One I, of the great movies. I am. That, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Bill Murray. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure.
0: There's that amazing line in there that, uh, you know, there's two kinds of people in this world, Dr. Doctor Marvin. Those that like Neil Diamond and those who don't. My ex-wife loved Neil Diamond. And I just, I, it's such a great line. Cause, like,
1: <laughs> I should actually find that. And I'm sure there's some copyright infringements, but maybe just like sample that, uh-huh. you know, just work that into the show somehow. I don't know. We'll figure that out.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh... Oh, uh, it's
1: such a great movie. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, I know you have so much going on um, with your show and, and just all the stuff that you're a part of. And, and I want to get into that, definitely give you some time for that. But, of course, we got to answer the most important question that you'll probably answer yeah. of all time. And that, of course, is what size shoes do you wear?
0: What size shoes? I have little tiny lady feet, so I'm wearing eight and a half.
1: Eight and a halves? Wow. Okay. Yeah. No judgment. Feet. No judgment. Okay. That's okay. And no. then uh, <laughs> and then, is there a style or, or brand or shoe that you like to wear?
0: Yeah, I, I wear Eddie Bauer shoes. Um, I, and if, if they're out there and they want to pay me, um, I wear a lot of their stuff. Um, first of all, like the small town I live in, it's one of the few men's clothing stores in town. Um, but the next closest men's clothing store is really like two hours away. Um, and so uh I first of all, it's like the only option, but also, um uh, I hike a lot um in the summer, and so they they make great shoes that don't change shape too much as they wear out because uh, uh, I've gotten blisters before from old shoes where you're like your toes are rattling around uh, because they're old um, and you've stretched everything but uh, uh so Eddie Bowers, yeah, if they want to give me a little money, I would love that. <laughs> Because I'm always talking about
1: them. That's awesome. Uh, see, I am not afraid to to, to name products on show, uh, especially on my yeah. show, because I think, you know, what if one day they, like, tune in and they're like, oh, you've been talking about us. Well, here's some money. You know, and as podcasters, yeah. we That'd struggle with, right, the financial end of things. So that's fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, since we're talking about shoes, uh, full disclosure, I am actually wearing my uh, Kobe Bryant Crazy 8s. So they have oh, wow. an eight uh, embroidered on them, and it's the uh, kind of gold Laker gold, and then it's uh, outlined in the purple. So uh, I wore those today. I don't know why. I just grabbed them. There's there's a lot of shoes, by the way, to grab in my closet. So you know, okay, yeah. Embarrassed to your say thing? that, Go for it. you know, I kind of talk about it every show. I, I probably need to stop talking about my shoe collection so much, but but it's I don't know. Anyway. You
0: could probably ask every guest, like, uh, what is the thing that you have too many of? Uh, and for me, it's probably sleeping bags, because I have four sleeping bags just for me. Sleeping bags.
1: What a thing yeah. to have. That's that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> All right. Again, no judgment. I'm not sitting in the seat yeah. of judgment. Okay. So, yeah. uh, so on to our first question. Uh, this is a fun one. I, I, I found this one, actually kind of discovered it um, through actually a, a church setting, and so uh, I wanted to ask you this because I'm always curious what people's answers are to this. And that's this. If you were a word, so you're a word. So Chris is now a word in the dictionary. You and your personality and everything that comes with it, you're in the dictionary. How are you defined if we were to look you up in the dictionary?
0: Um, <laughs> uh, I, I would probably say like Chris Barron, uh constantly overthinking things. Um <laughs> sometimes thinks he's funny and drives his friends nuts with his strange interests. Maybe that would be it.
1: So when we go to like, look up you in the dictionary, that's what we'd find.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, maybe throw in like um, serial producer, because if I, if I try to not make something like a podcast or a book or something, um, I I start to go nuts. I basically don't have a choice. I kind of have to keep doing this.
1: So that leads into my next thing is this whole idea of, you know, um, your podcast and and how it all yeah. started. Because i I, I got to be honest, I've listened to a couple episodes prior to you coming on, and, and that's always good to do, right? So you kind of get an idea yeah. of who you're in the room with. But i got to be honest, like, for me, history was never exciting for me. But you, yeah. in your own unique way, have kind of piqued my interest back to this history and this, you know, kind of revolution that that the church is associated with. So, if you can yeah. talk about your show and why you started it, and, and maybe why folks should go listen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you first of all for listening. Um, it's called Truth. That's T R U C E, and uh, it's a show that basically explores all the things that have glommed onto Christianity. And we try to figure out how those things got there and how we can do better. And I, I find that a lot of the disagreements that we have with each other, with, uh, with those people, whoever those people are to you, uh, is because we don't actually know what our history is and what we're talking about. Um, so frequently I find we can have more compassion if we know what people have been through and what, what uh, especially people groups have been through. And uh, and so we're we're always studying a lot of interesting history that stuff that's like I never thought I would be looking this up, Uh, (laughs) uh, but uh, that really impacts the Christian Church or else whoever those people are to us. Um, So right now we're in a series where we're exploring how the uh, Russian uh, uh, how communism in Russia impacted the American Christian Church, and that story sounds so drab and so boring, uh, but uh, it, it's been fascinating because you would never think um, that a revolution that took place on the other side of the world would have such a big impact. But really, it has greatly changed the American Christian Church. Um, so uh, that, that's our story for this year. <laughs>
1: No, and and I think that's what I'm referring to is like I I never would have associated I mean USSR essentially is what we're talking about right that that kind of time yeah. period Okay yeah yep. I thought Soviet I Union. I yeah. thought I had that Soviet Union time frame right but to me I yeah. I never would have even a correlated you know Christianity and Russian I mean that just yeah it, it seems like almost like military intelligence you know um you know Duke being a good basketball team I mean those things just don't seem to go together
0: Yeah. Well, it's um, uh, I kept reading a lot of books and and talking to people. I'm an incessant talker. Sorry to my friends; they already know that. Uh, but uh, it, it kept coming up, and especially now, um, if you look at just the debates going on around politics, around you know, people like Bernie Sanders, um, uh, communism and socialism are coming up all the time, often being misused, and um, and then also in the in the 1900s. Uh, some very formative years for the Christian church. When you start seeing the rise of evangelicals, uh, you see the Dwight Eisenhower and that era where we added in God, we trust onto um, uh, monuments and things. Uh, it was a fairly new invention in the United States that that's raised. Um, you start to see people try to tie because uh, communism is inherently atheistic. And, uh, and so when we saw Russia, our enemy in the cold war go Communistic, we and uh, and atheistic, we said, okay, well, uh, we should fight that by going, uh, holding on to capitalism even tighter, and tying that to Christianity. And so you start to see um, oil and gas companies be tied to Christianity. Um, uh, you see uh, politics going even heavier on it. The rise of the moral majority, uh, the more, uh, rise of the the, uh, the far right. Um, and so you see just a lot of things that were really just sort of reactions to communism. Um, you start to see the United States acting uh, more like an empire uh, where because Russia is, you know, creeping further and further into the world like the British Empire and the French and the Spanish empires used to. Um, and, and we start to say, OK, well, in order to combat that, we need to then go and reach out. Uh, and that includes like Africa and trying to uh, – Stop the spread of communism in Africa, not maybe by taking over in Africa, but uh, by putting our own leaders in place or by trying to do missionary efforts to stop the threat of atheistic communism. So it's a huge story, and it is absolutely fascinating, Um, (laughs) and it really impacts who we are now, and uh, and right now we're taking an interesting turn where we've been talking about Russia now for four or five months. And now we're talking about what is the United States? Um, So it's uh, kind of a giant question because a lot of us have different ideas of what the U.S. is. Uh, Some people say it's a Christian nation. Other people say there's no such thing as a Christian nation. Uh, Were the founding fathers Christians, deists, or something else? Um, And is the United States an empire? And is empire good or bad or something else? So there's just a lot of really big questions we're heading into.
1: Yeah, and and like I said, if if you're a history buff, this this is a this is a show to definitely uh, take a look at because to me it it was fascinating. E- even not the history novice, uh, well, I guess that's what I am. I'm really, just a history novice. Like I'm not I'm not well versed with all of that, but that's that's some good stuff. And like I said, I'm I'm intrigued to see where it goes, <laughs> and and hopefully others will tune in for that for sure.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you've heard other history podcasts, and sometimes it can be boring, Um, but I'm always trying to, uh, when I was a a, a, um, high school uh, Bible study leader, like small group leader in our church, I I would see the kids kind of like start to fade off, and and, um, like we were saying before this thing started, teenagers need a lot of sleep, right? (laughs) And they don't tend to come to church having slept a lot. So my goal was always like, how can I get them actively engaged? And so what I often did was I would incorporate games into the lesson. So when we were we were doing an overview of the Bible, um, uh, we started at the top of the stairs, and you would, and then you would go down to the stairs, like rush down as fast as you can, and that would symbolize the fall of man. Um, and then we had like um, the Israelites being slaves in Egypt, so we had them build a tower out of cups. Uh, build a pyramid out of cups. And so we built this whole obstacle course that would give them an overview of the Bible basically. Um, and so in just talking about the different stations in the obstacle course, we laid out the history of the Bible and the overarching story of the Bible. And, uh, and I try to do a lot of that same stuff in the podcast. So like um, I've got an episode coming up at the end of June where we we already played this and I'm editing it now, but uh, um uh, I created a game of capture the flag that m- forces <laughs> the, uh, the players to talk about empire, uh, resources, and military bases. And uh, are those things good? Are they bad? Uh, um, and are, what, is a, like, what would a Christian response look like to those things? Um, and so um, you can actually hear us talking about all these complex moral questions while playing a game of capture the flag. Uh, and so that's, that's, that's the the whole goal of the show is to make it fun and interesting and, uh, and, uh, to try to break down those barriers that stop us from talking about really important things.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, being an old youth guy myself, from the sound of it is kind of what you were. Um, you, yeah. you have to make things interactive and you have to make things exciting. And to me, that's, that's what I love most about your show is just, the music that comes along with it, the, I mean, you really feel like you're, you know, in, in this culture, you're, you're in that moment, you're in, you know, mother Russia, if you will. And so that part's, uh, that part's been kind of fun, honestly, to, to kind of hear and and kind of you know, have that uh, kind of audio uh, transformation, if you will. So that uh, I'm serious. Like, I don't know what you're doing audio wise, but it's good stuff. So, Um, getting into this, um, where, where does that vision come from? Like what on earth possessed you to be like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this show and and here's, here's how I'm going to do it. And I'm not sure how all the pieces are going to work yet, but, but I'm going to make this work. What, what was kind of the visionary behind that?
0: Yeah. Well, um, I used to make independent Christian films, like you said, uh, bringing up Bobby in between the walls and, uh, and then the market kind of fell apart for those. Um, and, uh, so we, my brother and I, doing them but uh, we initially 13 years ago or so had a podcast before anybody really knew what a podcast was and and I loved making that show and it was supposedly you know just to, to advertise for the movies but there was nobody listening to podcasts at the time so it was kind of a bad idea at the time um and uh, so I I always kind of wanted to go back into audio and then um I, I have a lot of friends who are kind of all over the spectrum, uh, politically, religiously. Um, and, uh, and I just, there was a lot of anger going on, uh, in my friend group and in my, even in my extended family and in the country, because this was leading up to the, uh, 2016 election and, uh, in, in the United States. And, uh, I, I just realized a lot of the things, again, people were arguing about were because, uh, they didn't know what they were talking about or they didn't have a uh, historic perspective on it. Um, and I, and so I wanted to kind of lay out the history for them, uh, maybe without, I don't always draw conclusions for the audience on the show, um, but I always want them to kind of understand whoever those people are um, and just kind of see what they're talking about. Cause I feel like we can, we can relate and we can have better communication uh, if we do that. And then also we as, christians like uh if our ultimate goal is to share the love of christ with people if we're angry at, and we created like a those people category we're going to lose that battle <laughs> you know we we can get distracted so easily uh, and so I, my goal was to like really call my christian friends back to um, uh the main mission and so you'll hear that the 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 show keeps calling people back to how does this impact our witness? How does this impact our ability to share the Lord with people? Uh, Because that is, that is our real mission as much as we'd like people to vote for our candidates. You know, our mission isn't to save the world by politics. It's to share the already completed work of Christ.
1: And again, I, I think that's what's so fascinating just about your show is, is the fact that it really does kind of leave it at, not, not so much up in the air, but really does kind of have to, to bring people to a point of decision. Like, do I want to really trust this? Do I really want to believe yeah. in this? And and I think you also cause, at least for me, you caused me to go back and, and kind of rethink a lot of like, do I really believe that? Do I, is this me. really true? You know? And so I, I, I again, just really good stuff. So if you had you one episode to pick, which I know is, it's like, you know, I don't know if you have kids or not, but you know, it's like asking what's your favorite kid. Well, mine's easy. Cause I just <laughs> had one, but, but, but I mean, if you were, if, if like you only had one show to like, you know, pitch to ABC or, you know, some big, you know, I don't know, radio conglomerate, like, Hey, we're going to, you know, simulcast your show. What's one show you're going to pitch to them that, that people really need to go listen to.
0: Yeah. Um, I, the tough thing is there's a favorite like a bunch of different people have had favorites so i'll tell you everybody else's favorite how about that
1: <laughs> so you personally don't have a favorite
0: uh i've got a few it keeps changing because um, uh, yeah there there's one that i that came out recently called godless utopia um and it's about uh propaganda in the soviet union and what the soviets did was that they um they used the national sins of the united states um like executing the first woman by electric chair they use that against the christian church um, in their visual propaganda Um, so i got to talk to an author of a book who uh, compiled a bunch of these visual works of art and it's it's an amazing book called godless utopia um, that i i think would make an amazing coffee table book if you don't have kids because there's some traumatizing images in there Um, but it would be an amazing uh, conversation starter so i love that episode and then I, I love the one, the history of the Russian Christian Church, um, and then also the new one that came out, uh, America's, the faith of America's founding fathers. But I think the one that is best for new listeners um, is the one. I think it's called Pyramid and uh, uh, Pyramid and Ponzi schemes. No, multi-level marketing, pyramid and Ponzi schemes. Uh, but it, it focuses on. It's a four-part series on how. Uh, pyramid schemes target religious people, especially Christians, um, and, and try to use gospel sounding language to make us sell products in an illegitimate way. Uh, because over 99% of people who join a multi-level marketing plan lose money. Um, and, and these target Christians.
1: So. I, I'm so excited about that one, actually, because I'll, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll tell you, here's my story. So and then and then I want to get back on topic per se. But yeah, so I was I'm 40 now. So I was 23, 24. I was running a cell phone store, um, U.S. Cellular. Um, was it we were an agent location for them. And so anyway, this guy comes in one day and, you know, his phone broke. So we fix his phone and you know, I'm, I'm, I just love people and I, and I, yeah. and I love making people smile. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, if I can put a dollar in my pocket and a smile on someone's face you know, I, I feel like I did my job. So, right. so that was kind of the case with this guy. And anyway, um, lo and behold, he says, Hey, do you, you, know, he comes in a couple of weeks later. He says, Hey, uh, you know, I was in here. you remember me? I was like, yeah, I remember you. And he's like, uh, do you golf. And I was like, well, you know, kind of, kind of just started playing golf and not really good at it. And. He goes, well, do you want to go to the driving range? And I was like, sure, yeah, let's go to the driving range. Yeah, that's fine. And so we go to the driving range, and while we're there at the driving range, he says to me, he's like, listen, um, you have a certain skill set that not everyone has. Do you know that? And I was like, yeah, you know, okay, I've kind of heard that in the past. And he's like, I really think you need to do this. And, you know, it tells me about Quickstar, which is now – or was Amway now Quickstar. Now it's Amway again. I don't know. Anyway, so he, it's this whole pitch, right? Well – I can't do it because I'm newly married. Like, my daughter's not even alive yet. And he wants me to invest in, like, $700 to do this program. Yeah. $700 is, one, it's a lot of money now. But even back then, yeah. like, young married, like, $700, not in our budget. No. We right. don't even know what a budget was <laughs> back in those days. Yeah. But my point is, is that they used that hook to try to get me in. And so I cannot wait to listen to those. So I'm I'm going to be a fan of that already. So I'm I'm fan I'm fanboying out right now on that, that oh, show right now. So we'll 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 get excited about that. But
0: but yeah, back to this. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, back to this. So I'm wondering, do you have a truce moment in your own life like with God? Because I know for me when I think of the word truce I think of two sides who've decided to call it quits, right? They've decided to come to kind of an agreement. They're done fighting with each other. They uh they're gonna commit to working things out, taking a, a breather, as some definitions have said, come to some kind of peace deal. So do yeah. you have in your moment or in your in your life experience where you had that moment with God where you finally just said, you know what, I, I kinda I kinda give up.
0: You know, I, like I said, I'm a wrestler, like I, I'm always wrestling with things. And so, I mean, uh, by, by the grace of God, I I was uh, born again at 10. Um, so I, you know, came forward during a, uh, a play called heaven's gates and hell's flames, which is exactly what it sounds like. And, uh, and people say you can't, you know, that that's, that's no good for salvation. It worked for me. Praise God. Um, you know, (laughs) uh, it was it was really great, but I, I honestly, I, like I said, I'm a wrestler. I keep coming back to um, th- my point is not to be right, um, and i I can be angry sometimes, but really, a relationship with Christ is about surrender, um, much more than having a truce. It's much more about saying, you know what I, I just have to trust that you, you're you much smarter than me because you have all of the knowledge in the universe, you know, and I don't. And um, and I, I think I'm constantly coming to that realization in my own life because, uh, you know, uh, I, I've made movies, I've written books and stuff, and it sounds very impressive, uh, but none of them have done particularly well financially uh, bringing up Bobby was seen all over the world by uh, hundreds of thousands of people, but we did not make much money on it. <laughs> uh, and so I, you know, I had to live with my parents and, uh, I was recycling scrap metal for money and to make truth. I, I drive a school bus, uh, and, uh, and then I work, you know, insane hours to try to make the show. So I'm working, you know, 65 hours a week uh, between all my jobs, um, trying to make all this work out. Um, so a lot of, a lot of the, my struggle with Lord has always been that Lord, you've, you've given me this opportunity and these abilities to make these projects. Um, but why, why can't I make them full time? Um, and that's, that's been the struggle. But again, for me, it keeps coming back to, uh, uh it's not a matter of a truce. It's a matter of a surrender. Uh, if you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're seeking a truce with God, it's going to be rough for you. But if you're willing to surrender to him, uh, you're going to find that's much better. Um, it's it's much more relaxing to to, as the song says, trust and obey. Um, and so that's that's the thing I keep coming back to. Is Chris just surrender?
1: <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I I just was curious because for
1: me, yeah. you know, again, my background too. You know, I grew up in the church, and you know, I think I was in every stinking Easter play, Christmas play. You know, yeah. now being an adult, you know, I'm sitting in home groups. That's what we call our little small groups at uh, at church. And, uh, you know, everybody looks at me and they're like, what's that verse, Neil? You know, it starts out blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, blah, blah. That's, that's what this is. And they're like, well, you know, what do you think of that? I'm like, well, you know, back then you got to think culturally. You know, and I'm like this. I don't want to brag, but I sometimes feel like the smartest guy in the room and I hate that, uh-huh. right? You know, because at yeah. the same time it's like listen, guys, this is so just it's just the way I was raised and so from that standpoint I have that biblical knowledge behind me, you know, and I and I think yeah. for me um you know you, you can't like like you said you can't have that kind of truce with God you almost have to have that surrender moment and and that's what I'm trying to even instill in, in people that I know is like listen you can come to kind of that middle of the road and be like listen okay you can we work this out you know but no you, there has to be that surrender moment and yeah. I think when people don't have that moment it's it's just really hard f- for sure it is
0: yeah and I mean we want we want to hold on to stuff uh, that God hasn't called us to and I I am ex- extremely guilty of that right now. I mean, I'm struggling with an overeating problem, especially as we're recording this. We're in the middle of the coronavirus uh, lockdown. Um, and I am sitting near food all of the time. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm trying to uh, deal with that struggle with gluttony. And I don't want to give it up. But that also means I'm going to get really fat. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to be capable of doing the work that God has called me to do. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a struggle. I, you know, my flesh wants to keep doing what it wants to do, but I, I have to surrender. Um, it's worth the struggle. It is. I mean, um, I mean, we're, we're all cut up in, in, in destructive behaviors. You know, I have an anger problem sometimes, uh, cause I often think I'm right for a guy who has a show that is not <laughs> encouraged people to not be judgmental. You know, like, I, uh, I, I struggle with always wanting to be right. Um, so like there've been a couple of times my boss at, at at the bus barn has pulled me aside to talk through things. Cause I've got a really bad attitude, um, about stuff. So uh, we all struggle with that, but like, uh, actually maybe that's a good example because, um, you know, I get this high and mighty thing. Uh, I used to be a filmmaker. I used to work in Hollywood. Um, I, I have a podcast that I think is really pretty great. And I have every day I get humbled and have to go back to this bus barn and drive a school bus. And uh, it's one thing to be good with one or two kids. It's a whole different thing to be great with 60 kids that you can't see. And you're 40 feet away from, <laughs> uh, and you're responsible for, and you're driving a large vehicle in narrow streets. Uh, it's it's hard to do that. And, um, uh, and, The the realization I've come to, I keep coming to, because I fail at this all the time, is that I can either be angry about my job uh, and be angry at my boss who has given me this job, and it's not his fault that I took the job, um, or I can surrender and do the best job that I can and serve in that moment. And that's the thing I keep getting called back to. It's like I can either struggle where I'm planted, or I can surrender and just do the work of the Lord, and maybe that's the struggle I'm I'm in right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 buddy, I can relate with you wholeheartedly. Uh, I, yeah. you know, I I have an executive producer, and and him and I, he's recently changed jobs, but uh, but I still work for the corporation, you know, the empire, yeah. as some people might even call it, and uh, and not only that, the department I work in, I'll just say it. Here we go, ripping off the band aid. I work in collections. Yeah. So let that sink in for just a moment, right? And so for me, and much like you, I would imagine, you know, we work these jobs, and we're like, God, what are you doing in this moment? What are you doing? Like, yeah. this is not my, this is not my lane. This is not my passion. This is not my wheelhouse. This is not what I want to be doing. I want to be doing this. So that's, that leads into my next question. If somebody right now, much like us from the sound of it is right where we are as well and is stuck in that moment and saying, listen, I don't know what's next. I don't know what to do. What, what advice would you tell them as a creator and innovator that you are?
0: Oh, innovator. (laughs) I don't know about innovator. Uh, Come on. That's uh, what you
1: are, Chris. Be honest. You're an innovator. uh, Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, But uh, I I don't know. I, I think, the main thing is trust and obey the Lord. Um, also take small actionable steps. Um, because like, um, I know they say this and it, it sounds trite, but like every journey begins with one step. Um, so if, uh, like I have actually, I've been uh, actively applying for jobs for quite a while now for months and months. Um, I have not gotten any of them. Uh, but, uh, it depends on the situation in life you're in if you, you know, have a dead end uh job that you're working for minimum wage, it's a very different thing if you're like me where you have, you know, decent pay and retirement benefits. Um if you if you're just working minimum wage, you gotta get out of there because it's that's terrible. Um and uh there I don't know, it's so big. It's such a big question. I could do a whole season of my podcast. I'm sure you on that. could but But maybe I'll maybe I'll bail you out. (laughs) One one
1: host to another, I'll bail you out here. So my my thought is is right, there's some like you said, there's some actionable steps someone could take, right? Yeah. And so maybe first step is to realize maybe kind of go to God and 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 that surrender moment, that white flag moment. You know, I love that Chris Tomlin song, not a huge fan of Chris Tomlin, but I do like this song. He says, you know, I raise the white flag, I surrender all to you, all to you. We raise yeah. our right white flag. The war is over. Love has come. Right. Your love has won. That's Chris Tomlin's uh, white flag, by the way. Yeah. I found that just for you because, you know, it's kind of incorporating nice. into your logo. Nice. So, but yeah. my, my yeah. going back to this, like you're talking about the, the youth back in the day, you know, starting at the top of the stairs and running down the stairs. So what would be step one maybe? And, and maybe let's give like three or four steps. Like somebody could say, hey. Step one is surrender, right? We got that nailed yeah. down. So then, what what would be the next step?
0: Gosh, um, I mean, it, I would say, uh, yeah, take a, take a first step. Um, but then, I identify what your real problem is uh, is a big thing. Uh, for me, um, it's lack of contentment, um, and I, I've said for a number of years that uh, if if you are content, you have won at life. Um, because you'll see like billionaires who are completely uh, discontent with their lives. And then you'll meet people who, you know, are barely getting by who are completely content with life. And, and those people are so much happier. I think contentment means a lot where it's warranted, you know, like obviously if you're, you know, going deeper and deeper into debt every day, contentment may not be for you. (laughs) Um, but uh, realize that that is a better goal than millions of dollars um, would be contentment. And like, how do I get to a good staple place? Um, And then once you've got your sort of action plan and your final goal, how can I get to be content? um, Then just try to figure out what those paths are. Uh, If you're a young person uh, go intern as much as you can. Um, Like, uh, you'd be amazed, even as adults, like we can go up to people and be like, Hey, can I shadow you for a day? I just want to see what you do. Um, if you don't know what to do, go just shadow a bunch of bunch of people and see if you're interested in it. Um, and then just read as much as you can. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess it depends. I am one of those people. I, I am very, very suspicious of the motivational world. Um, the the world that says, get up there, get yours. You know, you just got to be positive about things because I think um, it has poisoned a lot of our brains, um, and it's it's a huge part of podcasting. It's a, I think anybody could start a motivational podcast and get a hundred thousand listeners in a week. I think it's a, uh, it's a really, I don't know. It's a it's a strange thing to me. Um, I think <laughs> it goes back
1: into your Ponzi uh, scheme, right? Multi 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 yeah. uh, multi level companies and things like that. But I'm I'm with you on it's that on. for sure, because again, like so many people, they. They're lacking motivation, especially right now. I mean, hello, Corona has locked everyone in their houses and isolated yeah. everybody. I mean, I never even knew what Zoom was till Corona. So thank you, Corona, oh, for yeah. that. That's about the only good thing you've done for me, Corona. Oh, um, but but my point is is is, is I as I think what you're trying to say is is the fact that you got to start somewhere. You got to first recognize who you are. You got to first then recognize what's that next step. If I don't like where I am. Where am I going to go to then learn how to do that? And then, of course, the last one I would imagine is apply what you're learning, right?
0: Sure. Yeah, yeah. And again, the, I, I the thing is, I think it's such a gigantic, it's a gigantic uh, problem. Um, and I, I yeah, um, yeah. But just make sure you're not chasing money. Uh, you're not chasing fame. Um, but you're, you're trying to get to a place where you're content and you are where uh, you think the Lord wants you to be. Um, I think that's a much better goal. Um, so, anyway, yeah, <laughs>
1: good, good stuff. No, I,
0: I like it. It's good. Maybe that's season four of my show. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Four.
1: We yeah. uh, we do our seasons. We do about I think we're like sixteen shows, and then we switch seasons. So uh, we're yeah. coming to the tail end of ours. So we're we're excited about that. But uh, right. but my question is for you: Why do you think? Chris, why or why not should Christians defend their faith? Because I, it seems like you're kind of a, a proponent of that, perhaps.
0: Um, you know, honestly, um, it, <laughs> it it may seem that way. I, I, I honestly think we we do an awful lot of defense and not enough an off- offense. Um, and so, like, when I, what I mean by that is that we're so caught up in the culture wars that we forget that our main calling is evangelism Um, and so like one example I did an episode about um, how many people fear Islam that it's you know they're having more babies than us and so if you go and travel in Christian circles oftentimes the answer is like then we need to have more babies that's the answer they're having babies we need to have babies was like no actually what we need to do is go and share our faith with people Uh, even numerically it works out that it will spread faster than if you have a bunch of babies. Um, And so I I think that our, our calling in the U S especially as U S Christians, we've gotten off where we're always on the defense of those people hate us. And that keeps us from going and sharing the gospel with those people. Um, so I'm, I'm much, I don't know, I'm not a huge faith defender. I'm much more of uh, uh, trying to encourage people to actually share their faith, um, actually live out their faith. Um, because I think you don't have to defend it as much if 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 you're just living it out, um, because a lot of the things that we think we're fighting for are not are not actually Christianity, um, and uh, I don't know. That's just my experience. I mean, obviously, when I've sh- shared my faith in the past, uh, and I'm not great at it, by the way, I'm really pretty bad at it. Um, but uh, when I've done it, there are times where people, you know, call into question certain bugaboos, um, or question things about Jesus. Uh, but frequently, um, the, the core issue is, is am I willing to surrender? Um, and it doesn't come down to, uh, you know, I, I, almost never talk to anybody about evolution for all the time we spend on it in the church. Um, it never comes up, uh, for me. I don't know why, uh, maybe that's just me. Uh, but I, I think that maybe our priorities are mixed up in the church, um, where we forget, what we're offering people is hope and salvation, and we're trying to do it in a way that is um, pretty aggressive, um, and is is therefore not working. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think that the the culture war is counterproductive, which is why my show is <laughs> the the tagline is like we press pause on the culture wars uh, is because uh, uh, I, I don't know that it's always productive for us.
1: I do like that. I do like that tagline. Yeah. We push pause on the culture war. I really like that. Because, yeah. because again, going back to what you were saying, I, I just think, uh, and, and maybe this is what you're saying, maybe not, so if I'm putting words in your mouth, of course, correct me, but I think yeah. what you're trying to say is, is, or at least what I'm hearing you say, is the idea that we shouldn't get so wrapped up into, whether you're Muslim, Buddhist, Hindu, Mormon, Jehovah's Witness, whatever, we should get into who Jesus is to me if I'm being you, right? I should get into sharing my faith that way, rather than you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Let me tell you how you're wrong. Let me show you how you're wrong.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I should, I should be clear. Like uh, there there's a, there's a right and a wrong uh, for sure. Uh, but uh, the approach, it doesn't always work when you go like, you're wrong. You know, I know better than you. Uh, it's, um, Cause there, there, there's definitely the, the Bible is exclusive and Jesus, he claims John fourteen six. He is the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through him. So that's that's a pretty big claim, and we got a hold of that. But um, so I'm I'm all for that. Um, that that we, we need to stand on truth. Um, but it's it's uh, it's those argumentative things where you know oftentimes it feels like we're trying to convert people to Republicanism instead of Christianity. Um, so like even I was at the podcast movement conference with uh, Eric Nevins, who's been on your show. Um, yes, we love I just Eric. To that episode. Guy, Eric. Yeah, Eric. Cool dude. The Godfather, uh, as we called him. <laughs> Podfather, yeah. And, That's what I should have uh, named
1: it in hindsight, Podfather. Ah, Why didn't – where were you, Chris? Where were you on that one? <laughs> Failure, Chris. Failure.
0: yeah. Uh, but uh, I, was at, I was there at podcast movement, and because Eric and I host um, Christian shows, uh, you know, and this is a big secular event, you know, it's not a Christian event. Um, and, uh, and because we host Christian shows, people were asking us about our shows and then we would be able to engage in the conversations about Christianity or the church or whatever with them. And almost always for me, people brought up something with the United States and or Republicanism um, or one of those things. And so instead of me, being just open to talk about my faith, I was now trying to justify Guantanamo Bay or something. You know, it's just like, that is not the gospel. How, how do you, um, and,
1: <laughs> I know you're you know, teasing, uh, right? Like justifying Guantanamo, like I, I just don't, right. That's so hilarious. Well, I mean,
0: that's maybe an exaggeration. But right. No, Trump I know, but, but I believe it's true. Yeah.
1: I'm sure it is true yeah. for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's but uh, the, the Trump administration came up all the time. Uh, and actually Guantanamo has come up before in talks, but, um, I, I find that we're frequently defending those things and we're saying that that's us defending our faith. And it's not, um, that's, that's us defending political views that some people have, they, they may or may not be mine. Um, and, uh, but that is not the gospel. Um, it is not core that people vote Republicanism or Democrat or independent to be a christian uh, but that is the kind of stuff that we associate ourselves with uh, and that's often what i'm doing with truce is trying to point those things out um so I, I i'm all for defending the faith if it means like standing up for what you believe uh if you're actually standing up for jesus and not standing up for the right to drill for oil in shale um uh or on native american land whatever your thing is you know like don't stand up for that stuff. Stand up for Christ. Um, but oftentimes I don't, the stand up thing is funny because it puts you on the defensive again. Uh, but I think that if you're acti- actively out there being a witness, it's a much better stance. Like I have a, a friend who is in my church. He plays the organ or plays the piano. And, uh, he works at the self checkout line here at the local grocery store. Um, and if you talk to anybody in town, Every last one of them knows who Florine is. Um, Florine is this little short Romanian guy who is a bundle of love and is constantly telling people at a secular grocery store, you know, God bless you. God loves you. I'll pray for you. Um, uh, He's, he's, he's constantly being a part of people's lives and inviting them to church in, in like, and he's not the president of the United States. He's not, you know, the governor, he has no power whatsoever. He's the self-checkout guy at a grocery store. Uh, But this guy is having a bigger witness on people in in this town than I I could ever imagine having, Um, just because he's being faithful. And I think, like, having that offensive, not offensive, but not offensive strategy, um, where he's uh, just out there being in people's lives, just inviting them to church, offering to pray for them, and really, I, I imagine he'd straight up share his faith if he could right there, um, it, it, it just at a self-checkout line. And it, it, Florine is my example of what we should be uh, versus maybe like always arguing about, um, you know, offshore drilling or Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> my, I had spent some time
1: yeah. in uh, Guantanamo Bay, so that's a little... Oh, really? As
0: a service member?
1: Yeah, he's a former Marine, and so he was actually stationed in Guantanamo Bay, did some uh, minefield, mine sweeping, I think. Yeah. Uh, my wow. mom will, of course, correct me. So, so, Mom, if I'm wrong, you can feel free to correct me. My brother was actually yeah. almost born in Cuba, so that's kind of a fun wow. story, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I never got to go. That was before I came along, but, um, yeah, yeah. but you mentioned, uh, if I can go back just a little ways, you mentioned, sure. you know, driving the bus, you mentioned, you know, being in Hollywood and, and doing these films and never really seeing yeah. a ton of profit from it. You mentioned selling metal to, to kind of, I would imagine live and have some funds, not fun per se, but funds. Yeah, there we are. And living with mom and dad again, how humiliating that might've been. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I would imagine. It was. Uh, It was. So did doubt ever creep in? And if so, how did you kind of counteract that doubt?
0: Yeah. Well, if you watch our movie, uh, uh, between the walls, it's not my favorite film. Uh, bringing up Bobby's much better, but, um, uh, there's a scene at the end where they're burning the thing that has been haunting them the whole rest of the movie. Um, and in filmmaking, uh, there's a thing called continuity. So it's like if an actor um, has their hand up in one shot and then you're cut to the other side of the room, they should have their hand up still, you know, in the next shot. That's, so things look continuous. Um, so we were shooting the scene outside and it was snowing and then it stopped snowing. And then it was snowing and then it stopped snowing. Uh, and so we were in this place where continuity wise, it's like we really needed a hand there. And this film had been like a disaster from the beginning. Like every, on neither film did anything go right for us at all. Um, and, you know, as much as you like, you'll see the Sherwood pictures film and those guys are talking about how God provided constantly, basically almost nothing came through for us. <laughs> um, and, so we were standing, we're at this burn barrel um, and the, the, it's snowing and it's not snowing. It's snowing. And like, I, I had been away, you know, I'm little asleep for six weeks at this point. Um, I, you know, was carrying this movie on my back and uh, and it was snowing and it wasn't snowing. And it was like, God, why, why aren't you just providing good weather? Like one thing to go right for us. Um, and I, I I felt like I had this very strong thing say to me that verse uh, or that, that um, thing that Job's wife says to him, curse God and die. Uh, Which is very serious. I mean, I've been saying this in a funny way, but I was in a really low point in my life where I thought I was doing what God wanted me to do. And I was doing this for the Lord and for an evangelistic reason and nothing was going right. And, uh, and uh, I felt like, I had this voice tell me, curse God and die. Um, And it's at those moments uh, where um, I have to stand on that surrender, um, that I I surrendered to God, I'm in this thing, and I can't quit no matter how bad things get. Um, That if you are really committed, like I'm I'm a rule follower, uh, which is often to my detriment, um, but uh, just in life, if there's a rule, I'm going to try to follow it. (laughs) And, uh, um, uh, I, I've stood on this principle on this rule that, uh, I'm going to follow the Lord. Um, and, and there've been dark times like that where it's like, God, okay, I, you seem to be providing for other people, but you're not providing for me. Um, I'm still going to believe in you even, you know, who cares what other people say? Who cares if, you know, if I'm not going to get anything. I'm, I'm still going to believe. And that's, I think that's a really tough thing, but that's, that's what we Christians are called to do is to believe even when things get really, really bad. Um, and that's not even that bad. I mean, I wasn't thrown into the lines or anything, but it was just like months of, of difficulty, constant difficulty and no sleep. Um, we, we just have to trust in the Lord no matter what. Um, because if he is truly our rock, um he's not going anywhere. Uh we just got to hold on to him. So
1: Yeah, I uh, when you were sharing that I was like, man, that that just must have been like a really dark dark time, Perhaps It was I mean, horrible. I would there. imagine, you know, you have great joy in doing the movie, but also great heartache no. and no joy <laughs> doing the movie. Okay, fair enough. No. <laughs>
0: right. No, it uh it's It was one of those, I honestly, like it's, it's one of those things. I look back on the movies and they were um, like five of the most difficult years that I hope I ever have. They were, they were really, really difficult. Um, And we, uh, we couldn't get support uh, from anybody. Um, And, you know, it was, it was very difficult. Um, And so I don't, I don't look, don't look back on them with fondness. um, But I'm, I'm glad that I went through that stage um, but I, I don't look back on them as good times. Um, and, but I know again, like bringing up Bobby has been seen by hundreds of thousands of people across the world on TV and DVD. Um, when we, we didn't do well in sales in the United States. And I just, I'll tell you this. So it doesn't sound like I'm a downy clowny all the time.
1: <laughs> I don't think you're um, clowny. I think you're laughing oh, all okay, the time, okay. which
0: I love. So yeah, all the, you have to, you have to, um, uh, Cause comedy helps me survive, but, um, we, we did not do well in the United States. Uh, bringing up Bobby came out on DVD just as Hollywood video and blockbuster were going bankrupt. And, um, so we got our movies in Hollywood video and we were so excited to have them in Hollywood video. And then they went bankrupt and they stiffed us for all those DVDs, the cost of all those DVDs that were on their shelves. Um, and you know, again, I, I was living in my parents' house. I put all my personal money into this film, and now we had lost thousands of dollars uh, and, and had thousands of DVDs across the country that nobody was going to see. <laughs> it was difficult. Uh, but at that time, um, we got this email from our distributor that said, hey, there's this guy in Brazil who wants to distribute the movies. He wants to dub over them in, uh, with um, Portuguese. Uh, can you send him a copy? And, you know, we didn't have a lot of money to send him a high quality copy. So we kind of sent him a lower quality copy because that's what we could afford to do. And um, uh, we got an email back, um, uh, uh, back in, uh, I want to say it was three months later. And uh, they had sold uh, 42,000 copies of bringing up Bobby in Brazil, in Portuguese. Dubbed into Portuguese in, I think it was three or four months, um, and, and uh, this is like hands off. We sent that, you know, that um, I think it was a beta tape out, out to beta them tape. in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, somebody's gonna uh, and, have to go uh, Google
1: that. They're like beta tape. Yeah, yeah. Google that. Kids. Well, uh,
0: there are different kinds of betas, but um, they were like professional beta tape. Anyway, um, we sent this off thinking. This is never going to go anywhere. We're never going to hear from these people. This is a wasted expense, and then they get forty two thousand copies out in in like a quarter, which is insane. It's more than we sold in the United States in English uh you know and now it's in Portuguese in a country that we've never been to. Uh, uh, the reality is that you know, like as difficult as those times were, uh the Lord may have done something great. In Brazil, uh, in spite of my bad attitude, um, in spite of my thinking that was not in the plan, you know, we didn't make the movie to be seen in Portuguese. Um, but, <laughs> but who knows, you know? So that I guess that is the thing that that I, I hold on to as as that was what was beneficial from making those movies is that that who knows maybe. Somebody in Brazil heard about the Lord um in Portuguese uh, all those years ago uh, who knows um so that's that would that's the joy of having done those movies but yeah i uh they were very very difficult times for us very difficult you have never gone back and rewatched it no i do I, I think actually bringing up Bobby's a very good movie for like um <laughs> our distributor was a guy named rich Cristiano who's a really great guy um but uh, he would always say, I would love to see Steven Spielberg make a movie for $20,000. Um, because, you know, Christian films get jabbed all the time. Uh, but really, I mean, for a $20,000 film, bringing up Bobby is fantastic.
1: <laughs> if you do say so yourself.
0: Well, I mean, like, no. I mean, like, no, here's I, the thing. Like, I watched the trailer. I'm I'm,
1: is- I'm interested. I watched the trailer. Good. I'm, I'm going to go try to find it. So,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. I'm serious. Uh, I'm going
1: to
0: go try to find it. It's on PureFlex right now. Um, oh, that's good. The, uh, okay. Yeah. For um, $20,000 does not cover the catering budget on a, on a, on a blockbuster film. It doesn't. Um, and that's what we tell Christians to do. Um, and that's kind of the state of the arts in Christian, Christianity, anyway. Um, you know, you've got uh, people who are doing really innovative stuff on basically no budget. Um, and can you imagine what, what could happen if Christians had a budget, but we don't. So,
1: yeah. Uh, I can imagine if I had a budget for my show, can you (sighs) imagine if you had a budget for your
0: show? Oh my goodness. Yeah. (laughs) If if I could, if I could have me and one other producer on this show, um, it would be amazing. Yeah. But I can't even afford myself.
1: (laughs) I, I do know the feeling. Um, yeah. so last question, then I want to play a game cause you know, it sounds like you're a youth guy, you know, you, you comedian, yeah. you know, you love to laugh. I mean, you've laughed quite a few times, uh, today, so yeah. we'll, we'll play a game at the end. So last question and here it is, how do you want to be remembered?
0: Uh, by my friends, you mean?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, just in I general, don't... like, I mean, when you're, when you're gone, what, what legacy or yeah. what, what do you hope to, to be remembered for maybe, or what do you I don't know. What do you want to be? How do you want to be remembered?
0: Shoot. I don't tend to think about that very often. I, I, um, I I would really, I think if, if people would be like, wow, he really made me think about things in a different way. um, That would be kind of awesome. Uh, How about we'll go with that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I didn't, yeah. Yeah, again, I never know how people are going to interpret, as you know, I mean, you know this better than anybody probably. Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't know how people are going to answer or interpret questions no. or, or read into to whatever, so so here we are. Yeah. So we're going to play our game Senseless, uh, which is our fun game that we like to play that involves the senses. So I have this little die yeah. here, and we're going to roll it for you since you're not here. No. Where are you, Chris, by the way? I know if you, if you don't I live in sharing. Wyoming. You live in Wyoming? Yeah. Okay.
0: I do There's, yeah
1: the reason why I ask is one day, so if you know if you want to sponsor the show, here's how you can help um we want to get a map where we can put a pin prick where everybody we've talked to, so yeah, that's my yeah that's my goal for the studio, so maybe next year, yeah, so uh I might so, be
0: the only person from Wyoming, so that that'd be a good one that's yeah, what exactly. I'm saying
1: like you could get your own yeah. little little pin prick there, so that would be fun that'd
0: be a big score. That would be Why a big score.
1: Yeah. I want everyone from 50 states. So that's that's my goal. Nice. I might like nice. if somebody calls or you know sends in a request, hey, can we meet if they're in Ohio? I'm like, oh, we've already had somebody from Ohio. I feel like we need to get somebody else. They could be right. like the most yeah. amazing guest ever. And I'm like turning them down because they yeah. live in the same state that someone else. Okay. So here's we we somebody from North Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna roll on your behalf. Uh so you got a number six. Everybody seems to be getting sixes lately. I don't know what that is. Okay. But uh number six is this. Uh you get to have dinner with one person, dead or alive, who would you have it with? And they're paying, so wow. they're paying. Oh yeah. man. So money is no object.
0: I'm I'm just gonna keep saying this. <laughs> There's this radio producer named Eric Menel. Um, Not uh, to be confused with
1: Eric Nevins, so let's be clear. No, 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 no.
0: I had dinner with Eric Nevins, and he's a delight. Yeah, yeah. so that's Um, crossed off. Eric Menel, he's done a lot of stuff for NPR. Uh, He helped create uh, the uh, podcast Criminal. Um, He's he's a really gifted guy. Um, And he was on the Gimlet Show startup. He was a producer for a while. And they did this episode where he they were talking about diversity in their organization and Gimlet's a big podcasting production house. And, uh, uh, they were talking about diversity and they're like, well, I don't know if we've got anybody in our staff who's a Christian, like they had Muslims there, they had atheists. They didn't know if they had anybody who was actually a Christian. And he came into the booth and said like, Hey, listen, I'm a Christian, but I was kind of afraid to tell you guys that. Um, and then after that, um, they put him on an assignment to report on, the uh, uh, to follow this, the founding of a church, uh, like a church startup. And this is a secular company doing this on startup. And it's a fascinating series um, to listen to, but uh, he, I'm not sure that he's still walking with the Lord because he was really struggling, but uh, I would really, really love to sit down with him to talk about that series, to talk about his other work. Um, even though other people you know, would probably say, I'd like to talk to Abe Lincoln. <laughs> I picked Eric Menel, but um I keep
1: Yeah, I mean no again, no judgment. I feel like I've said that yeah. a lot today on your show, but
0: <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, this I is mean, one no of judgment. those yeah. One of those questions that comes up on Twitter and people are like, Tag the person you want to interview and I'll keep tagging Eric Menel. <laughs> i've done it so many
1: times i have not seen that on twitter could you tag next time will you tag me in it because i want to blow up all the people so i told eric will Uh. you listen to eric's show i call it a unicorn list um i have one so uh so here's a here's a little test to see if my wife is really Mm -hmm. listening to my show so she listens to every week supposedly um i say supposedly because this is going to be the real test right now with you and i i'm not cutting this out um and she, here's the list of names that I listen, you know, list with Eric. And she goes, yeah. I kept waiting for you to say my name. I kept waiting oh. for you to say me. And I was like, babe, you've told me no, like a thousand times, like a million oh, times. Yeah. And she goes, I know. But I said to myself, okay, God, if he says my name, I will do an episode with him. Wow. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? And she's like, no, you had your moment. Wow. I'm like, Mm, so mad at myself for that Uh, so the games the ladies play with us you know right right (laughs) so full disclosure honey i'm saying it again chris is my witness we would love to have you come on so so make this happen don't make me start like a twitter campaign or an instagram campaign to have you come on the show honey
0: Okay, I'm done Maybe with to my stuff over and over again. Yeah, just she's yeah. not on
1: Instagram or Twitter. She doesn't have those things. She barely has Facebook. Mark. But Anyway, uh, Chris, you're awesome. By the way, I'm so excited we got to sit together. Uh, I know you're yeah. doing so much for the Christian Podcast Association. Uh, so if you're a fellow podcaster right. and you want some help and some guidance, this is a great group to join. And uh, and I'm a part of that, too. So I can kind of uh, plug, plug our own group there. But there's so many amazing, great people in there, innovators, creators, yeah. uh, just brainstormers. If you're struggling with stuff, I know, I know we're kind of plugging podcasts here, but but let me do that for a moment. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But I, I think it's such a great tool, especially nowadays, that you get to have a voice. And, you, and, you know, it's fun to, to sit to people, to talk to people from Wyoming. I mean, who would have thought I would have woke yeah. up this morning or today thinking about, man, it's like talk somebody from Wyoming. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So, um,
1: so, Chris, one last time, how can people listen uh, to the show? Where can they go, and how can they get in touch with you if they want to know more about your show?
0: Yeah. Uh, so you can uh, listen. Uh, it's um, available on any podcasting app that I've found, and it's called Truth, T-R-U-C-E. And uh, you can also listen at truthpodcast.com. It'd be awesome if you'd subscribe and, of course, if you feel like uh, throwing a little money in the hat and trying to do this full-time eventually. Uh, so if you'd like to be a part of that, go ahead and do it. And um, And our films, uh, our, my brother and I made both of those films, I should say, and um, they're available right now on PureFlix, but they'll eventually soon be on Roku and on Hoopla. If your library has Hoopla, um, I think it'll probably be like three or four months until they get on there, but uh, pretty soon you'll be able to watch them from
1: your library that's pretty cool it's also yeah. cool to meet with a guy and sit with a guy that made a movie so that's kind of cool too give me some <laughs> some street cred on the playground if you will next, oh, to, the wall, my goodness. next yeah. to the wall ball uh, wall so uh, yeah. so Chris, thanks so much for coming on. So guys, thank you so much for listening. This, of course, has been Other People's Shoes. I, I got to be honest, Chris was so good today. So much insight, so much just energy. Love is laugh. It is very contagious. And, and let that be a, a little bit of truth in yourself right now. Is your laugh contagious? Is your laugh spraying out to others around you? And if it's not, maybe ask yourself why. Because really, that's what it's all about, right? Laughter really is the best medicine, especially right now. We need some laughter. We need some joy in our life. So hopefully you can find that in your everyday life. And I uh, just want to remind you, of course, to join us back here next week. We're going to have another show next Wednesday. And uh, as I just want to close with this, remember, when you walk in other people's shoes, you really do get a different perspective on life. On behalf of Garrett and myself, we want to invite you back here next Wednesday. As we try on Other People's Shoes. Thank you so much for joining us in Other People's Shoes. Of course, you know I'm your host, Neil Matthews. Thank you again for listening. Um, I want to just get into our sneak preview of next week. Because next week ends our fourth season. I'm going to let that sink in just for a moment. Just for a moment. Season four is over next week. Here's a preview of next week's show. You know, to this day, I'm just still so, so sorry that that this is his story, you know, but there's been lots of moments where I feel like he's he says it back, you know, like, I'm sorry to mom and like, I'm just so proud of you. And so I guess that's my biggest thing is I just want him to be proud of me, like what I've done with all of this and, and who I am today, because I'm definitely different. I'm a different person today for sure. To your past and present and future episodes of our show, of course, please visit OPSpodcast.com. Of course, as I mentioned, that is a great place to come back each and every Wednesday. That's where you can hear our show. Of course, if you'd like to partner with us financially in any way in helping get this message out to the masses, this message of empathy, perspective, being in someone else's shoes, we, of course, would love for you to partner with us financially. We, of course, are a tax deductible nonprofit organization. So, of course, if you'd like to do that, let's help you out as well. So, of course, we've linked that down in our show notes as well. Um, speaking of helping us out, if you would like to be a guest, yes, that is correct. If you would like to be a future guest or you know someone we should get in their shoes, please feel free to call or text us at this number, 203 548. 7463. That's 203 548 7463. We're always looking for amazing guests, either you or maybe someone you know. We, of course, would love to sit with them. Speaking of getting interactive and being a part of things, we, of course, are on the three major social media networks. We, of course, are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find us under the name OPS Podcast Show. That, of course, is a place where you can interact with us on social media. And we do post daily, so check that out if you're interested. And, of course, remember, when you walk in other people's shoes, you really do get a different perspective on life. On behalf of Garen and myself, we, of course, want to wish you a great week, a blessed week, but uh, just uh, we want to say thank you so much for listening each and every week. And, again, join us next week as we try on other people's shoes.